welcome back to the Playlist of Life podcast. I'm Eliana. And I'm Molly. And today we're going to be talking all about the fangirl culture and kind of the misogyny around it. But before we get to that, we always start our episodes with our favorite songs. So one song that I've been really into recently is a very popular song, Me by Taylor Swift. I have never been the biggest Me fan. A lot of people hate on this song. And then I saw TikTok and I was like, why not embrace this song? Like it's when you think about it, it's such a good, fun song. I listened to it in the shower one day because that's what I do. And for some reason, I became obsessed with it. I've been listening to it on repeat. I feel so confident. I can dance around. It's the perfect song to dance around. Like anyone who's like, ooh, Shake It Off is such a bad song. You need to calm down. It's such a bad song. You need to calm down. <laughs> Please, you need to shake it off. Because all, all of those fun, upbeat songs are so honestly just so great and i love the deeper meaning in me how it's talking about confidence never find anyone like me i promise you'll never find anyone like me i just think it's a great song and it's very 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 underrated so i've been listening to it a lot lately and i think like a lot of times people underestimate the poppier songs of taylor swift like the big like fun loud songs because they don't seem as like meaningful or the lyrics might not be as deep but some of them are they just have like a beat to them yeah and it doesn't it just doesn't seem as like deep as the ones that are more like ballads but they still are and I think like people will give them a chance and like Taylor loves them and so they're probably going to be a lot some of the ones she plays on tour so instead of being upset about it like we should just be excited yeah I saw someone on TikTok say I'm not showing up if Taylor adds shake it off to the set list then you need to leave then you shouldn't be there Right. I mean, I think this is the whole point of this tour, which we'll get to because it's starting actually so, so soon. So soon. Oh, my God. Um, is the eras. And it, she, she's going to want to show all of her versatility because she is so versatile. And that's something that not all artists have that she Most has artists don't have. so much. And so I think in order to be like this gets into fan culture a little bit, but like you have to embrace all the parts of her. Obviously, you don't have to like every single song, but like give everyone a chance. And I think that's great that you're giving them one a chance. Yeah. So, my song is Something in the Orange by Zach Bryan, a little bit different than um, Molly's song, a little bit slower. I've kind of been in this, like, Lumineers country, but, like, feels like you're sitting around a campfire um, vibe of song, Noah Kahn kind of stuff. I realize I really do like country music, and I say that I like country music, but I don't actually listen to that much country music. I just kind of like the vibe of it. So I'm trying to get more into country music. Um, you get country, though. You I feel like it. I do, in like a subtle way. Yeah. Um, but I have been listening to this song more often. Someone like mentioned it abstractly, and I was like, oh, that's a really good song. And so I've kind of been trying to get into like the real country music, because yeah. I feel like I only listen to like the periphery, you know what I mean? Like yeah, country the- slash... Pop, country slash folk, you know? Yeah. So I really want to give, like, country, country a, so- a chance, and I think this is kind of my my way in there. So I really like it. Okay, so now we're going to be going into some pop culture news and updates that's been happening recently. The Oscars were very recently. I personally didn't watch, but I heard the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once took home so many awards. 
they won so much and I haven't watched the movie but everyone that I know that has watched it has absolutely loved it is it MCU or is it Marvel or it's nothing I don't think it's anything Marvel related as far as I know oh really because it it's like kind of a like Marvel-esque plot I think it's just a sci-fi movie yeah yeah um okay but speaking of every everything everywhere all at once Ki Hu Kwan, I definitely butchered his name, but he won for Best Supporting Actor, and oh my god, I'm obsessed with him now. I hadn't really known him that well. Obviously, I didn't watch Everything Everywhere All Once. I really want to watch it. If it won this many Oscars, it's got to be a good movie. Yeah, it was nominated for 11 and won 7 of those. That's insane. Which is insane. It's like insanity. Like, how many categories are there even? Like, not I know. that many. Exactly. And I didn't really know anything about him, but I... During, like, the pre-show interview, which is fun to watch, like, with all the celebrities, like, walking the yeah, carpet the and stuff, carpet. but I feel like a lot of the celebrities are so, like, they put on kind of this facade of, like, like, I, I can't describe it, but they just feel, like, very, like, official, and, like, yes. it just feels like they're, they know they're on camera, you know? Which makes sense. But when he was doing his interview, he was like, I'm just so excited to be here, and I feel so grateful, and he was sa- he was waving hi to his nieces and nephews, and, like, mm-hmm. he just seemed like such a nice ki- guy, and, like, so grateful to be there, where I feel like a lot of the actors, because they are putting on this facade of, like, formality, they don't seem, like, obviously I'm sure they're grateful to be there, but they're not showing it, and he just seems so, like, happy and joyful to be there, yeah. and so I was rooting for him. I literally not heard of him until 30 minutes before but as soon as they announced the category i was rooting for him and he won and he's he was bawling his eyes out the first thing he said was mom i won an oscar he was talking about how he came here as an immigrant and he he's the definition of the american dream and you have to believe in your dreams and you have to work toward them and it was just such a beautiful speech and you could just tell that he was so how much it meant to him and he was so grateful and so happy and I'm obsessed with him. He he won me his... I followed him on Instagram immediately. Like, I'm obsessed with him. At every award show... Sorry, I'm talking about him too much, but... At every award show that he goes to, he takes selfies with all the famous people. Like, he's actually so cute, and I'm just obsessed with him. So, there are some nice, sweet interview moments, but I saw Hugh Grant's red carpet moment all over my TikTok. It was the most awkward red carpet moment I've ever seen. The person was trying... The interviewer was trying so hard... And he was giving her nothing. The person was like, what are you wearing? He's been to Oscars before. They're normal questions. He should have known how to answer. They said, what are you wearing? He said, this is my suit. <laughs> she said, where is it from? She was like, my tailor. She's like, do you know your tailor's name? He's like, no. <laughs> then she asked what he was looking forward to seeing. He was like, oh, well, I haven't seen all of the movies. So I don't know what I'm going to see. <laughs> it was... The most awkward interview I've ever seen. He rolled his eyes, like, three times. She was like, oh, it was so nice talking to you. He walked away. Do they not, like, prep for the interviews? Like, I just don't, I don't understand. Like, she did not ask him that hard questions. Mm-mm. Especially considering he's been at the Oscars before. Like, girl, calm down. <laughs> and then another big win of the night was Black Panther, who won Best Costumes. I think Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I think this yeah. was so warranted. Those costumes were so Amazing. cool. And they really made the movie. I don't think one specific thing made the movie. I think the movie made the movie. Every single detail was to perfection. The plot, the acting, the costumes, the CGI, the design, everything. Yeah, and I think, like, I'm actually surprised it didn't win more. More, but 
I think that the costume design was a really amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, Brendan Fraser's people. movie The Whale won for makeup, which I haven't seen the movie, but it was pretty cool. They had to like do CGI. all do the CGI and makeup to make him look a lot bigger than he is. Yeah. And so I think that was probably very difficult for them to do. Um, I think Wakanda Forever was also up for the category, and I feel like that would have been a warranted win also because the makeup um, for that was also really cool with yeah. all of the, like... Just details. Yeah, exactly. But I think... I obviously didn't see the movie, but I think that just, like, how much work probably went into this kind of thing that not a lot of movies need to do was a really cool addition. And there were some great Oscar performances. So good. So I only watched Lady Gaga's because I had it, like, on in the background. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I only watched Rihanna, thing. so this is perfect. I didn't even know Rihanna performed <laughs> until this morning. So Lady Gaga's, I think, was great. You saw a new side of her because every other time she's performed, she has these crazy lights, crazy costumes, and it just looked like her. Like, this was the first mm-hmm. time. She wasn't wearing much makeup. She wasn't wearing a crazy outfit. It was just her, and I thought it was really great to see that side of her. Her vocals were amazing. I thought it was great. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I wasn't able to watch it because I was, like, trying to do my homework and watch the Oscars at the same time. So I had to go um, upstairs for a minute, and then I came back to watch Rihanna. But um, I think you're so right. Like, Lady Gaga is so flamboyant and has so much, like, energy. And everything is, like, outfits and makeup, and it's amazing. And it's something that makes her brand so uniquely her. But I think it's also great to see that vulnerability. She was singing a slow song with amazing vocals and proved she doesn't need these flashy lights to be amazing. Exactly. It enhances, but, like, what she has is already amazing. Yeah. She sang Hold My Hand from from Top Gun. Um, And then Rihanna. This is literally the year of Rihanna. It is. It's her year. She's performing at the Oscars. She's performing at the halftime show. All while literally being pregnant Pregnant. with a kid like that is so like amazing and like this is her year actually though she sang lift me up from um black panther and i thought it was so beautiful the outfits were amazing the like backup singers that she had her vocals like i just can't believe that she's like pregnant and like doing so much and like and still so and still singing better than like almost everyone I've ever heard in my life. Like yeah. she is so incredibly amazing. Like the talent. Actually though, and I think I didn't really know like I obviously knew her music, but like I think this year seeing her at the halftime show, seeing her at the Oscars, like I f- have such newfound respect yeah. for her and like she's I'm lot, such a her fan now. She's a lot more commercial. No, not to say she wasn't commercial before. But she's definitely getting her name out more. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like, I've just, like, listened to her more now because of that. And I'm, like, such a fan of hers now. Another exciting thing that we heard from the Oscars was the new live-action Little Mermaid trailer. So I just found out that there was a new one about five minutes ago, so I'm desperate to watch this. When the first one came out, I loved it. I cannot wait for more. We will be going to the theaters the day it's 100%. Like, that's, that's a given. I honestly, like, cannot believe or fathom that there was any controversy surrounding this movie at all. Like, not only that it didn't make sense in the first place, but also the second you see Halle Bailey as Ariel in the movie, 
with her red hair. Like, she's just so perfect for the part. Even the dress she wore to the Oscars was, like, this blue, like, prom mm. dress almost with, with tulle and... I don't know. She's just the perfect Ariel, and I I'm so so excited to see this movie. I feel like it's gonna be so. Good. No, I'm so incredibly excited. Like from everything I've seen, it sounds like she's amazing. She'd be amazing for the role, as long as you could do the role well. I don't care who you are, you go, you stay. Exactly, and I think she's gonna be so amazing. amazing. Everything I've seen of her singing, her acting, it's just like blown me out of the water. No pun intended. <laughs> um, so I'm so excited. And Melissa McCarthy is Ursula, Ursula, which I also think is a fun choice. Suki from Gilmore Girls. Yeah, exactly. Um, very different than her Gilmore Girls character, but yeah. I think it's going to be a really cool movie, and I think like it's exactly what they want the live action to be. Obviously, we haven't seen it yet, but I feel like it's exactly what they want the live action to be. To be. An elevated version of a movie that's for that's kids. Classic. And kids can still watch it, but it's also for a wider audience it's drawing up nostalgia it has amazing iconic cast star-studded cast and it's really just gonna be a great entertaining cool to see great film that adults teenagers and kids can like and love and i definitely think it's gonna be an oscar contender next year 100 percent. another thing that's coming up Taylor's tour is starting so soon. It's right now when we're recording, it's starting Friday, but when this episode comes out on Thursday, it's starting tomorrow. tomorrow. Whoa, whoa. Oh my god. Our concert is not until May, so it feels like it's a long way away. End of May, not even beginning. Yeah. Memorial Day weekend. But it's like it's starting we so get the soon. Set list. Now, I'm the type of person, the second a singer goes on tour, I have my little playlist. I send it to everyone I know. I listen to it nonstop on repeat. If there's a singer that I get tickets to that I don't know all of their songs, I learn them all. Taylor, I know them all. Of but, course. But, like, I literally will have the set list memorized for the show so that there are no surprises because I scream when there are surprises. I mean, I want surprises, like special guests. <laughs> um, as long as Taylor's there, I'll be happy. But, so I'm so excited for the set list. There's so many different things that can be on it, like, even if it's a super long show, no matter how long it is, unless she does, like, a whole day long show, it's not <laughs> going to have all of her hits. So, I'm so curious to know what decisions she made with the set list. Costumes, set design, everything. Like, yeah, I know. There's so much unknown, and she just, I know she's going to blow it out of the park, oh, and I know it's going to be so amazing. And you're right, because she has so much music to choose from, it's really impossible for us to guess, but... What are your non-negotiables? Like, what do you need to be on the set list? Ooh, I have a list. But the list is too long to read out loud, so I'll pick a few. <laughs> um, well, what I think is I'm convinced that... Um, I am convinced that Lavender Haze will be the opening for Meek Me at mm. Midnight. Songs that I need are The Man. Oh, oh my goodness. That would be so iconic. good live. Oh, my God. Yeah. Out of the Woods and Getaway Car and Champagne Problems for their bridges. <laughs> uh, I'm a big bridge girl. <laughs> um, we need some Endgame with Future and Ed Sheeran. I was just going to say that, yes. Mirrorball. Mm. And This Is Me Trying Mashup is mm. up there for me. Because those are two of my favorite songs. Tim McGraw. It's the oh. Eras tour. If she doesn't sing her first song, that I will be, be throwing so hands. That would be so cute. 
Justin McGraw featuring Tim McGraw. Like, Honestly, I know it happened yeah. on the Reputation Stadium tour, but, like, we need it again. We need a take two. We need me to be there. One more. Cardi and Betty August together. Ooh, yes. Or not together. Whatever. I just need them. 100%. We need James, Betty, Augustine, Love Triangle. Like, we need it. Low-key, Phoebe Bridgers is opening for <gasps> our tour. If they sing Nothing New I together, die. I will melt on the spot. Oh, like, no, I will like, not be leaving the, the the stadium. Like, I will die. Like, I don't want to be one of those people that's going to be like, oh my god, I'm going to be screaming so loudly that, like, Andrea and Taylor's team has to notice me. But if you play that song, I will be louder than Taylor. Like <laughs> Molly's going to grab the mic. <laughs> Taylor will hear me loud and clear from the 200s. She's going to be like, who is that girl who's screaming louder than me? We need her down here. I need to hug her. Oh my god, could you imagine if we're picked to meet her up? I'm not even trying to think about it. No, because then we'll be too disappointed when it doesn't happen. So we just have to go into it. It's not happening, and then if it does... As long as Taylor shows up, I will be happy. She doesn't even have to say a word. She she just... As long as we're in the... If we're in the same room as her, we won. Oh, yes. (laughs) She could show up and sit on a chair, and I will probably die for the three hours. I will just stare for the entire concert. Yeah, no blinking allowed. (laughs) Speaking of the Taylor Swift concert, something sort of monumental happened. Swift City. So, basically, Glendale, Arizona was renamed, or is being renamed, Swift City for the first night of her tour. From March 17th and 18th, it'll be officially named Swift City. The mayor, like, of Glendale officially proclaimed that today. That's so funny to me. That just shows Taylor Swift's impact. Also, like, the fact that the Super Bowl was in... Glendale, Arizona. It wasn't like Super Bowl City, <laughs> but a few months later, Taylor comes around. Oh, we need, we need to. That just shows her impact. I mean, I'm not disagreeing. Like, Mm-mm. let's rename it the country at this yeah. point. But that's so crazy. Like, and I remember when all of the when the Ticketmaster lawsuit was coming out, and all of the senators or whatever were or like representatives were quoting Taylor Swift on the like house floor yeah. and I thought it was the funniest thing and I just knew Taylor Swift was at her house like cackling, cackling. and I just know that Taylor Swift thinks it's the funniest thing ever that they've named, named a city, city after city her for after two her. nights also missed opportunity to name a Glendale Taylor's version or Swiftdale such a missed opportunity you're so right Swiftdale Swiftdale Taylor's version might be a little much but like maybe I mean. a little much Swift City, like, I feel like they could have been a little more creative, but yeah. I'm not complaining. Really not complaining. I'd like to take a trip down to Swift City. Oh, 100%. I wish we were going to the opening night. That would be amazing. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've heard some people are just completely, even if their show is later on, they're waiting, not seeing any outfits, not seeing any set lists. I wish I had the willpower for that. I just feel like it's inevitable. Like, my, like... I like deleted TikToks, like my explore page, is all Taylor Swift stuff, and like everyone I follow, like it's just impossible, and honestly, I feel like it's just going to make the anticipation even better, and it's just going to make the concert even better for me personally. I also, like I physically can't do that. Like even if it wasn't a concert I was this excited for, I wouldn't be able to go and not knowing. If it was the first, if she was near us for the first show of the tour, when I tell you, I probably wouldn't like be able to go. (laughs) <laughs> like I would physically be like okay I'm driving to the next city over to go to the one after because I can't be first like not allowed yeah yeah there's pros and cons to both definitely yeah and one more thing that's new 
music news we're gonna take a break from taylor because (laughs) it's a little too much but we will be getting back to her sort of yeah yeah um so megan trainer released her new song mother and in the music video chris jenner is featured and i think that's great her whole like momager thing and tying into the song mother i think it's great i think it's a really good like pr opportunity i love it I think Megan Trainer. I don't know who she hired or what she did. She's at the top of her game. But she's really doing a great job with this PR. I don't know if Chris Olsen is hired or her friend, but that's definitely helping her. Yeah. And, like, she's just, all her music has been, like, popping off on TikTok. And, um, like, now this, like, like working with Kris Jenner, like, I just think she's making so many smart decisions to, yeah. like, propel herself back up to like the top of the like charts. she's part of the conversation people haven't heard her name since 2017 and now all of a sudden we're talking about her again so it's great i think she's doing a really great job of that yeah, yeah. so now to get into the bulk of the episode molly and i were just kind of talking and we really wanted to talk about like fangirl culture and kind of the misogyny that goes along with it especially because it's women's history month we wanted to do a topic that kind of had to do with women and girls and this is something that kind of really fits into kind of our content and what we like to talk about with pop culture and a lot of taylor swift but also kind of the more serious side of that so a lot of the times when you think of fangirls you think of these crazy people who are obsessed with boy bands it's very stereotypical like screaming at the top of their lungs whatever what people don't realize is grown men watching football games is basically the same thing why are they not like looked down upon as much as um girl teenage girls are for liking a singer when they like this football game team so much them screaming and like yelling going to all of the games is the same thing as someone screaming and yelling at a concert and i think like it's not to say that people shouldn't enjoy sporting events yeah obviously they should but it just shows that we need to put them on an equal playing field and i think it comes a lot from like society has this need to like always be down on things that a lot of times like teenage girls are liking you know yeah Like, like taylor swift once said um, that the worst kind of person is someone who makes someone feel bad, dumb, or stupid for being excited about something. So that's really similar. Fangirl culture is so looked down upon. And even, it's called fangirl culture. There could be a fanboy. Right. And so, I think people are like, oh my god, like, it's so dumb that you are listening to Taylor Swift all the time. Like, get a life, like, listen to more, better music. Like, you should not make someone feel bad for what they like. Exactly, and I think so it goes to that is like, it's amazing that people are so invested in these sports teams and it's so close to their heart yeah. and they go to all of their games. That's so amazing to have found something that you love so love. much, but I just don't understand why we can't put that same energy towards fangirls. And it's not to say that, you know, there are people who are crazy about artists and go a little too much. Too much. and Stalkery. Right, exactly. But just in general, in- and, and I know it kind of sounds like we're, like, biased. biased because, like, we do love Taylor Swift a lot and, like, we're really big music fans. But I just think it kind of says something about our society that grown men can, you know, tear up an entire city when their team wins or loses. And that's fine. And, you know, 
you can debate whether or not that should be fine, but that's not what we're talking about here, is that they can be so emotional and be so invested in their team, and that's great. But I think that that same energy needs to be put forth for fangirls, and I think it comes from, like we said, this need to like knock on the things that teenage girls like, that those must be not good things. Being basic. Yeah. What What's wrong with being basic? What's wrong with liking Starbucks and Lululemon and, and the all of these things? Pink and all of these things. Just because they're popular doesn't mean they're bad. Exactly. And so, you know, obviously there's big issues to tackle for Women's History Month. Yeah. This is not the biggest thing on the list. But I think that it's just something that people don't talk about enough. I think there was a lot of talk about it. There was a lot of TikTok discourse about it like a year ago or yeah. something. But I think it's just not talked about enough. And obviously, like I said, it's not a huge issue. There are much bigger fish to fry. But I think it is something to talk about, especially as Taylor's concert comes up. And I think there's going to be a lot of content surrounding her concert and a lot of content of girls and boys and everyone Everyone. in between getting excited about her concert. And I just think it's important to keep in mind that there's no need to knock what someone loves, even if it sounds silly to you. Like, I've recently just gotten into sports. Like, I really wasn't a sports fan before. But even so, some sports, I just don't really understand the appeal. But, like, I joke and I'm like, why are you watching? But really, I I try not to knock what people enjoy because, you know, my family, like, when I was little, always had this saying, like, don't yuck other people's yum, you know? And that's the same thing. Like, if people enjoy something, just let them enjoy it. And so I just think as content comes up about her concert and as people are talking about it and people are sharing their outfits and maybe it seems silly that they're getting so excited about an outfit, but it means something to them. And just like a sport means something to someone. And obviously it's not just sports and Taylor Swift. Like, it's everything in between. Yeah, but, like, people are tearing people down for their favorite thing. Imagine being so invested in something. You love it. It's your favorite thing in the world. And then someone comes up to you tears you down says that it's so stupid that this thing makes you so happy like imagine how that makes people feel and not to quote Taylor Swift again but you know we have to and she's talked a lot about this because it affects her very much obviously yeah. and so something she said in an interview was there's a different vocabulary in the music industry for men and women a man does something it's strategic a woman does the same thing it's calculated a man is allowed to react a woman is can only overreact and obviously this is not exactly what she's talking about she's talking about you know the songs that she makes but i think it really resonates there's a di- there's always a different vocabulary for men and women a man is a is a leader a woman is bossy you know yeah. so i a just boss think- versus bossy is such a different thing exactly and so it I- has negative con- connotations Exactly. And so in terms of this fangirl culture, like, how come a girl is obsessed and a man is, like, passionate? You know what I mean? So I just think, like, we're not going to come to any resolutions here. There's nothing, you know, but it's just something that was on Molly and I's mind. And so we just kind of wanted to share it. We'd love to hear your thoughts. So please, you know, DM us, leave a comment on our Instagram. We'd love to hear what you think. I know this was kind of a shorter, kind of more ranty episode, but we've done those a little bit, and we kind of love them. I think they're yeah, really they're fun. Yeah, they're really fun. I'm sure, I hope they're fun for you guys to listen to. So, yeah, thank you so much for watch, listening, tuning in. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.